Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. WWE is really fun. You can just be sat there, literally a few hours before SmackDown's meant to begin, and bing, you get an update on your computer, on your iPhone, your smartphone device, and it just says, oh yeah, you know we were going to do that Hell in a Cell match at Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Well, now we're just going to do it on Friday night. Why don't you tune in? But really, what difference does it make to me? I've got the WWE Network. I've got my channels in order to watch SmackDown. WWE doesn't really sell pay-per-views anymore because of that. So whether you do do it on free television or whether you do do it on pay-per-view, as long as I get to see it, I don't really give a flub. But it did take this episode of SmackDown and turn it into a much bigger deal. But does that mean it was any good? Or does it mean that it was absolute crap? We find out using this, the finger of power, and by giving the good bits an up and the bad bits are down. So why don't we do that? right now. Starting with Rey Mysterio's music, and I honestly went, wait, are we gonna kick things off with the Hell in a Cell? Because that seems a little bit stupid, as it turns out I was being the idiot, and I remembered, oh yeah, it's WWE, and even when somebody is in a match, you have to send them out there 89 times. In terms of the story, too, the reason we were given about why this Hell in a Cell match was moved is because Rey Mysterio is so mad what Roman Reigns did to his son Dominic, he can't wait 48 hours. And I was like, Ray, this isn't a good thing to teach your son. Patience is a virtue. You need to be a better dad. Also, if you don't want Dommy Boy to be killed, stop bringing him to the show. Ray was excellent here, though, as he almost cried talking about how Roman Reigns had tried to murder his boy last week. And it was insinuated that Dominic has been written off SmackDown for a while. Now, they could change their minds in a second. You know what happens in Wild Wrestling Entertainment. But I don't want him to go away for too long. I, for one, am certainly not bored. Despite Roman already accepting that we will do it tonight, Ray still demands that he came out here right here right now and did it face to face, which was a little bit strange. As was the fact that throughout this, the Hell in a Cell, which was suspended above the ring, it came down a little bit, then it came down a little bit, and I was like, who is pushing the button in the back? Reigns also acted like this was a real effort and promised that if Mysterio wanted to go through with this, it would be anything but PG, 
which made me go, okay, he's either going to insinuate sex or swear like a trooper, because that's the only reason things get rated R these days. And when Mysterio said, nope, I want to do it, Reigns just looked at him and went, okay, you moron, now I'm going to stab you in the face. Reigns then made it very clear that Ray was going to regret this, and even though I've been a massive buffoon describing it, it was oh so good as ever. They just played their roles so well, and I was super duper excited about our from nowhere random Hell in a Cell main event. The ups kept on coming too because next up we had Kevin Owens and Big E taking on Commander Aziz and Apollo Crews. We haven't really seen Aziz much in the squared circle either ever since he did debut at WrestleMania. So somebody went, well, we may as well use this to turn him into a monster. We did. That was clever. The best part of all of this, though, was the backstage interview we did beforehand between Kevin Owens and Big E. Because Kevin was all like, oh, man, I'm so ready to team with Big E. We're going to go out there and kick their ass. And Big E was kind of like, no, man, you're not getting my excitement straight away because I remember what you did to me last time we teamed up and I was oh so happy. Because you remember that? Kevin Owens pretended he was going to be part of the New Day and then he turned on them. So instantly now when I look back to that moment, I think, oh, it was a big deal because they referenced it here. Sami Zayn was on commentary too, so he knew that something was going to happen. And yeah, when it came down to it, Kevin Owens and Big E were doing fine until Aziz got in there because he just murked and ran through everyone. So he just dominated and used his size, but he also had good tag team chemistry with Apollo Crews, because when Big E was about to get a tag to Kevin Owens, Apollo was on the outside, he pulled Kevin Owens down to the apron, and the bad guys were like, ha ha ha, we're definitely gonna win. Eventually we did do our big switcheroo, allowing Aziz to break up a pin when our good guys almost won, but between you and me on the down low, he was a little bit late for that, but hey, shit happens. And then he grabbed Kevin Owens, and he chucked him into the ring post. There was no way that he wasn't going to be involved in the finish either and then man it came via distraction because Zane left the commentary booth and went and yelled at Kevin Owens that was too much for KO because he's a wrestler and he can't handle that kind of thing so he was indeed distracted he got hit with a Nigerian nail one two three that was that Zane ran to the back to watch Kevin Owens suffering on a monitor which was kind of funny because it was so over the top and if you can believe it Kevin Owens then going oh god we're not because he had been Nigerian nailed, walked into Adam Pearce and Sonny Deville's office and said, give me Sami Zayn at Hell in a Cell. He said, give me Sami Zayn at Hell in a Cell. And now we are going to get that match. Now, for a brief second, I thought they said it was going to happen inside Hell in a Cell, but it's just happening at Hell in a Cell because that would have been too much. Still, as I have said before, you can give me Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens to the day I die and I'll be excited about it. But bring it down, it's the distraction board. And it rolls up to 69. I know, tee hee, 69. Roll up. It was then time for the Battle of the Crowns. I used the plural version there because WWE did too, even though there was only one crown. So I will wear my own crown as well because why the hell not? And as you know, if you are a frequent watcher of SmackDown Ups and Downs, I was well into this when all of a sudden WWE stopped giving them any time. But not only do they give them some good time here, but apparently it's building to something which is super duper cool. And what am I talking about? Well, apparently the idea is to build to a brand new King of the Ring. And given we haven't done that since 2019, I am excited right down deep in my toes because I love that tournament. I mean, we should feature it across all of the brands. There should be qualifying matches. There should be a big event. And of course, Xavier Woods needs to be in it. And whoever does come out victorious should be allowed to demand a title shot for whichever title they choose. We also got Shinsuke Nakamura's and Rick Boog's entrance, which is his most entertaining thing of all time. And of course, Ricky kept playing the guitar throughout all of this to annoy Baron Corbin. 
And I just thought this was really, really fine. I mean, they just kicked each other's ass for a bit until Nakamura was able to hit the Kinsasha. He got the one, two, three. He now officially owns the crown. He went and sat on the throne. And Baron was so annoyed about this, he was crying, crying, man, I can't be a king anymore. But it's all right, Corbs, because hopefully soon you're going to get another shot. In fact, he should be the guy to spark this into life and use it as a catalyst to give birth back to that tournament. So as you can tell, I'm very, very pumped up for this. And finally, we actually got to some kind of conclusion. Give it up. We then had a really good face-to-face -face between Bailey and Bianca Belair that ended with me taking my hand and pushing it into my face. Also need to take off my crown, Shinsuke. Whoops, that one's for you. Now, given that we are so close to the pay-per-view, we were kind of moving away from this laughing thing now, and we were getting really serious, which is why Bianca Belair came out here and she said, look, the reason I don't like this chuckles that Bailey gives me is because it reminds me when I was bullied in school. And I was bullied in school, so instantly I can relate to this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I get it, I understand. So that's all you needed to do. From nowhere, though, the champion said, so, Bailey, we should do this in a Hell in a Cell match. And I closed my eyes like I'm doing now and I just went, why? Because now we're going to have three of these within just a couple of days of each other. And whoever does come in at number three, well, you better hope you come up with something brand new and different because otherwise it's just going to feel really tired. Bales didn't muck around either and straight after this, he stormed to the ring and she grabbed Bianca Belair's hair and threw her into the barricade. And then she beat her up so badly that she grabbed the championship belt and held it over her head. And she may as well have whispered at that point, I'm only doing this because I'm losing on Sunday. But look, it was executed very well. The problem is, though, I just could not get past what had happened because why does this need to be in Hell in a Cell? All they've been doing is laughing at each other. In what alternative reality do we go, ha, 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 laugh, laugh, laugh. Oh, we better have a fight in a big prison. They were really good here as well and the match was just awesome. But this is the problem with calling your pay-per-views Hell in a Cell. Somebody backstage just feels like I have to go, Hell in a Cell, Hell in a Cell, Hell in a Cell. Why couldn't it have just been Drew and Bobby in one of them and then you leave it? I don't get it. And for that reason alone, this is getting it down. Manipulation. Then one again. Damn it. Because Jimmy Uso reproached Roman Reigns and finally accepted defeat. He still doesn't agree with a lot of what the head of the table is doing. But for the sake of his cousin Jay Uso, who nobody has heard from in over a week, he will agree to be part of the family. I was just like, damn it, Jimmy. Can't you see what he's done? We do still have teasers about what may happen, though, because Jimmy offered to help Roman later and Reigns went, no, you better go and find your cousin. And when Jimmy gave him a look like, man, what's wrong with me? Roman went, because we need him to help as if they're part of a team. But he doesn't mean it, Jim. So you better grow a pair and eventually slap him around the face. I mean, then he'll get a harpoon gun and he'll shoot you. But at least you did what had to be done. Someone then finally got the memo about what we should do with Otis. And I know, I get it. It's a little bit of a shame. We didn't do this when he was Mr. Money in the Bank. But better late than never, eh? Because it was meant to be Angelo Dawkins versus Otis, but that did not happen. And Montez Ford was nowhere to be seen either, because he had been injured last week after Otis had attacked him. So after Chad Gable had slapped Dawkins right round the face, Angelo chased him, but Otis was waiting, and he just absolutely ripped this guy limb from limb. I mean, it was a little bit like he'd been talking to Roman Reigns. I mean, they threw him into the ring steps, they threw him into the floor, they threw him into the barricade. However they could hurt him is what they were going to do. I'm surprised they didn't get his phone and ring up Angelo Dawkins' family and say, tell him you hate him, and then put that towards his ear, because man, that would have caused loads of pain. They also decked him with this clothesline suplex combo where Angelo Dawkins just landed right on his head. And all of a sudden, it only took five minutes, I was 
was like, well, I hope the Street Profits get their revenge at some point because Alpha Academy here was so damn good. It took a bunch of referees to come out to stop them and good thing they did do that because yeah, they absolutely would have finished him off. And then the last thing you saw was no beard Otis just doing this crazy stare into the camera and you kind of looked at him like, man, I don't think, I don't think there's something right with this guy. Now, all I ask WWE is that you keep this going and don't have them vanish from TV that happens all the time. They have some serious momentum here. Intrigue switch, on. Seth Rollins and Cesaro then had a little bit of a chat. I mean, it was mostly here just to confirm that they are going to have a match on Sunday. And I couldn't help but go, why aren't they in the Hell in Cell? That actually makes sense because Seth Rollins has been attacking Cesaro when he's not ready to be attacked. But whatever, take it out of your brain. Throw it over there. It started off as an interview with Cesaro before Seth Rollins interrupted and said, I'll take it from here, and then told the Swiss Superman that he doesn't respect him and that he disgusts him and that he wanted to spit in his face. He didn't say that, but he suddenly had that look in his eye. Cesaro actually retorted that he does respect Rollins, but I think he was kidding because then he took Seth Rollins' chair and he tipped it on the floor. Seth looked like a little bit of an ass. He also looked like he was wearing a suit that had been contaminated by water. And I suppose this was an okay way to get to the pay-per-view where they will have a fight. I mean, it was basically just there. It was then time for our first ever SmackDown Hell in a Cell match. And beforehand, I had convinced myself, well, I bet this takes up like 40 minutes, but it didn't. I don't think it went more than 15. It surely has to be one of the shortest Hell in a Cell matches ever. That's one of the reasons why it worked. It was just like an injection of adrenaline right in your nose, giving it up. Now it did suffer in the sense that at no point during this, again, because it was so short, did I ever think that Rey Mysterio was going to win. And when the Universal Championship or any kind of title is on the line, you have to have that just small thing in your stomach where you think, well, maybe, just maybe, and we didn't really get it. Rey was going crazy here though, because he was using a chair, he was using a fire extinguisher, and he was using a toolbox. Because when it does come to the Hell in a Cell, apparently we just can't let 2019 die. He just blasted Roman upside the head with this too. And I tell you, for a good portion of this, Rey Mysterio was just kicking Roman Reigns' ass. I mean, even drop kicked a chair right into his back. How the hell is he going to sit at the head of the table now? Reigns even went for a spear, but missed entirely, which allowed Rey Mysterio to go to a hurricane father. But then Roman Reigns caught him and threw him into the side of the Hell in a Cell. And that's going to happen again later. And I tell you this, every time he did do it, it really looked like it sucked. Roman then shouted, acknowledge me, as he hit the Superman punch, because he's absolutely nuts. But that just led to all these good reversals that finished off by Rey Mysterio hitting one frog splash onto Roman Reigns with a chair on top of him. And then another one... And I will tell you this, maybe 8% of me believed that he was going to get the pin. But then when Roman did kick out, I was like, of course that was going to happen. It was just too obvious. Roman then did this, I'm going to catch you in the air and throw you into the steel once more before he locked in the guillotine choke. And Rey Mysterio had no choice to tap out. And honestly, we sacrificed the Mysterio family here. Anytime Roman Reigns has done this in the last few months, people have held on like, oh no, I'm not going to go. And then they pass out. Mysterio went one, two, three. I'm done. This was really good stuff though, don't get me wrong. And it was just to put Roman Reigns up on a pedestal. So fair play to Rey Mysterio for taking all his legendary status and giving it to our tribal chief. And yes, we saw Jimmy Uso afterwards who even raised the hand of his cousin. But who was conspicuous by their absence? Jay. Where the hell has he gone? Ray then got put down again by Roman when he tried to get up. I'm not 100% sure we needed to do that. But when it comes to SmackDown at the moment, I now sit down with expectations, thinking, oh, I'm going to have a good time. 
and they rarely let me down. And they didn't let me down here. I mean, while we were all moaning, I can't believe it's not going to be on the pay-per-view, we still got a Hell in a Cell main event on SmackDown, and that felt different, and I appreciate the visual shift, even though it was that stupid red Hell in a Cell, which I don't like, but overall, <laughs> is getting it up. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.